Not going to lie, they had us in the first half, but nah. We're good, though. We're good. We got it. Welcome to another episode of Lombardi Time Brews. This is your post-game initial thoughts from Packers versus Bears. Yes, the Packers coming back to beat the Chicago Bears in Soldier Field and move their record up to an illustrious 5-8 and eight on the year. Two games over the Chicago Bears who sit now at 3-10. and 10. You know, before I dive into this game, just one quick thing that I want to update you on. Um... I watched the tail end of Commander's Giants because I knew that that had some playoff implications for the Packers and everything. And um, if you didn't know yet, uh, that game ended in the worst possible scenario for the Green Bay Packers. (sighs) It's that kind of year, right? So the Packers basically, in order to improve their playoff chances today, they had to win and then they needed one of the Giants or Commanders to lose, which... You know, considering they were playing each other, should have been a foregone. They tied. They tied, and the Packers, and a day that they win, have their playoff chances lessened. Ha! So, nonetheless, Packers do pick up the win in Chicago. We are still better than the Bears. Like, we can be at our worst, but we're still... Better than the Bears, there are some things in this world to still be thankful for, and Chicago being eternally awful just happens to be one of them. So, you know, my overall thoughts on this game was, for the vast majority of this game, this is a game that the Packers didn't really deserve to win, and I normally hate that in sports, like the whole deserve to win thing, because everyone's trying, right? But like, nah, they, they really didn't. You know, they were they were utilizing Dylan and Jones, but mixed in with Dylan and Jones was just straight up hero ball, I, which we the, the much maligned hero ball. It's the offense looked again like tail end 2018, which is rather than, you know, cloud of dust after running back. It's just Rogers just chucking to somewhere down the field, um, just hoping We saw tons of instances of this, right? Hoping for a penalty, hoping someone's going to get open, hoping someone's in the area. It just is not good football. And we all know that when when everything lines up against the Packers, Rodgers does have this tendency to say, screw it and go play hero ball. There's just no denying it. But overall, this is a Packer win in spite of not playing particularly well. They did just enough to beat the Bears. Let's start with the defense. Defensively, I mean, the Chicago's leading rusher happened to be Justin Fields. We talked in the pregame about how, like, Chicago doesn't have a tremendous passing attack. Your secondary should, keyword should, be able to hand Chicago's passing game if you dedicate your linebackers, your front, to just stopping Fields and the Chicago run game. Well, Fields got 71 yards rushing on you and a touchdown, the vast majority of which on one play. So you can say, all right, that first quarter run was the anomaly. 
for three quarters of this game, they actually did a competent job shutting down Justin Fields, which is the opposite of what they did against Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. So credit is due there. However, the secondary could not hold up its end of the bargain. Yes, you shut down Justin Fields. He was not able to run on you like Jalen Hurts last week, but you know what he did instead? Justin Fields was 20 of 25 for 254 yards. Now, he did not throw any touchdowns. He did have two very, very well-timed interceptions for the Packers in the fourth quarter. But still, 20 of 25, 254 yards... I do, without diving into this too far, I do believe that is by far the most yardage that he's thrown for this year. It's almost 100 yards more than their per-game average on the season for their passing game. You were this close to a complete and dominant defensive performance minus that long Justin Fields run. You just couldn't do both. And it's so frustrating this Packer defense, that even in a win, you can look at this team and say, yeah, but it shouldn't have been that freaking close. It, it shouldn't have been that Equiminius St. Brown can just burst past Jair Alexander. And I know, I know what they're going to say. I almost can guarantee it. I would be very surprised if it's not this, but they're going to say that he should have had safety help over the top, that Jair did not get burned by Equiminius, etc., etc. But, like, nonetheless, Equiminius St. Brown ran down the field and got a 50-yard play on you. If you're dedicating, like, if you're stacking eight in the box and you've only got a couple guys down in coverage, and even if it's... EQ should not be getting 50-plus on you. It just shouldn't happen and yet we continue to see it week in and week out that's so frustrating that's so tiring kenny clark looked much better today obviously positive Jair alexander was both the hero and the villain for this defense for much of the game he had not a good game by Jair alexander standards and all of a sudden he comes up with the pick in the fourth quarter I mean, just so, so up and down. Devondre Campbell still looked hampered by his knee injury, but they were still thankful to have him back. Good and bad from Quay Walker. His speed to catch catch Justin Fields on the sideline. Extremely impressive. However, his decision-making against zone runs is still highly questionable. So it's just so much good and bad all happening simultaneously on one side of the ball. Now flip it over to the offensive side, and ultimately, again, good things paired with bad. A.J. Dillon, 18 carries, 93 yards, one touchdown. He, this guy, the A.J. Dillon that we've seen for the last two weeks, is not the guy that we saw for the first 10 games this year. And I know they're using him slightly differently, but the way he's running is different. And I don't know what that difference is, but it kicked in too late. Still, 18, 93, 1, 5.2 average for A.J. Dillon. That is fantastic. Aaron Jones, obviously he suffered the shin injury. Some of his production came after that injury where he did, I don't want to say he looked hampered, but you just knew something was a little off. In terms of running the ball, he was not nearly as effective as Dillon this time around. He had nine carries for 26 yards. Receiving, he had five catches for 24. Again, down from Dillon, who had three for 26. This has not been the case all year. 
Now we enter December, and all of a sudden, A.J. Dillon is, is the more productive of the two. And Christian Watson, I mean, let's just get this out of the way. Bonafide superstar. Okay? 46-yard touchdown run, and it was it was amazing. Let's, watching that reverse live to Christian Watson out of the backfield, it's like the millisecond that ball touched his hand. You could just see a parting of the Red Sea along the sideline that you, like you just saw it immediately. One of the Bears defenders didn't see it, and the other one got blocked. It was a touchdown. The millisecond that ball touched his hand. The, the man just finds the end zone. Receiving the ball, three catches for 48 and a touchdown. The leading receiver on the day was Alan Lazard, five for 67. So, ultimately, really strong individual performances. The offensive line did pretty well, and we talked in the preview about how the offensive line should do pretty well against this decimated Bears front. Overall, on the day, Aaron Rodgers... I'm not a fan of hero ball. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm also not a fan of when Randall Cobb is like four feet away from Rodgers and he sails at 12 yards overhead. It's just not good. But on the day, Aaron Rodgers winds up with 18 of 31, 182 yards, one touchdown. Just, this game was the perfect collection. Now, this time, the Packers wound up on the winning side, but boy, everything, just all the good, all the bad encapsulated in just one game. And in spite of that, they're still better than the Bears. So you take the wins where you get them, right? But the Packers now 5-8, and eight, heading into their bye week. Chicago Bears 3-10. and 10. Yes, did the Packers hurt their chances for a top 10 draft pick today? Yeah, it did, but... I'm not rooting for a number one pick. I want to see the team succeed. So, 5-8 and eight record. They ultimately hurt their chances for an elite draft pick while simultaneously not getting better in the playoff race. I, You know, someone commented just this morning uh, on a video that I put out a few weeks ago, and the, the comment, or not a few weeks ago, would have been after the Philly game. My bad. More recently than that. But someone could have commented on that saying, just remember, God's a Packer fan. You know, on, on days where they move worse in draft position and worse in the playoff stand, I don't know about that anymore. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Maybe there was a time, but like, I think Favre pissed him off or something because it doesn't feel that way right now. So... Ultimately, Packers 5-8, Bears 3-10, 28-19 victory in Soldier Field. A very good win for the Green Bay Packers. One that you could tell going into the bye. This team, this team, not for draft, not for anything else, this team, this group of men needed this victory. All the beat reporters were talking about how there was a lot of singing, a lot of music playing, a very jovial locker room unlike they had seen in a while. And it feels like this is what the Green Bay Packers needed. Now, what does the future hold for the rest of the year? Ultimately, we don't know. We're going into their bye week right now. Coming out of that bye week, are you going to see Jordan Love at quarterback now that their playoff chances are even less? Are you going to see more young guys playing? Are they going to turn their eye to the future? Or if they have even a 0.1% chance for the playoffs, are they going to keep trying? Not that they're not going to try to win every game. You know what I'm getting at. But are they still going to march out 
all of their preferred starters have Rodgers hurt, etc. Who knows? We don't know the direction that this franchise is going to take, and it may not be determined until we get to next weekend and see results of games the Packers aren't in. So, thanks for tuning in today. I will be back tomorrow with shout-outs and get-outs from the Packers versus Bears game. going to do a rewatch, and I'm going to see. Uh, I have a feeling Dre Alexander is going to wind up on both lists. Just a little spoiler for you. Um... But join me tomorrow as I go through that. That'll be published tomorrow afternoon. And then the rest of this week, we'll see what the week brings. But as always, thanks for checking out Lombardi Time Brews. Thanks for hopping on to this video, seeing how I feel. Eh, I guess to sum it up. Um, but hey, a win is a win. And the Green Bay Packers are now 5-8. and eight. So I hope you all have a wonderful night. Hope you had a great weekend. And as always, Go Pack Go.